0: It's been a tough year on our personal finances, from record high global inflation to rising interest rates and an increase in borrowing costs for consumers. There's also warning signs that a global recession is looming. But as we head into 2023, now is a good time to review your finances and plan ahead. This is to ensure you begin the new year on a positive financial footing, such as setting goals to pay off your debts and save for the future. Welcome to Pocketful of Dirhams. I'm Felicity Glover, the personal finance editor at The National. Joining me today is Alison Sultani, founder of the UAE Savings website, Leap Savvy Savers, who's here to share her tips on how to boost your finances in 2023. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your favorite podcasting app. Welcome to the show, Alison.
1: Hi, Felicity. Thanks very much for having me on. It's great to be here.
0: So it's been a tough year for our personal finances. What would you say is the first thing our listeners should do to start preparing their finances ahead of the new year?
1: A good question, Felicity. I think that really people should make use of the fact that it's the new year time, there's new year's resolutions. Lots of people are talking about it and thinking about it. And I would simultaneously review and plan. So what I would do to get myself ready for 2023 is look back at 2022, have a look at what you spent in the year each month, what your income was, track it and reflect on it and think about, okay, was I saving enough money? Was I overspending in certain months was there something that triggered me to spend and as you are reflecting and reviewing at the same time it's a good idea to plan ahead have that 2023 in your mind and I often have a calendar sort of open and think about what's coming up anything that's big that's going to come up in 2023 that you can start to plan for now things like have you got a friend that's getting married? Or when is your car due for a service? Even things like, is your passport due for renewal? All of these things could come up during the year that might cause you to spend money. And it's really, you're getting a head start now if you think about how to plan and prepare for those things. So I'd look back and look forward at the same time. And I would also just pull all my balances together from all my various accounts and just see where I'm at. What am I looking like for savings Um, debts, investments, what are all the accounts looking for? Are they on track? Um, Are they where they're supposed to be, where I want them to be? Is there something that is really niggling at the back of my mind right now? For example, is there some, you might have a good healthy savings account investments, but then you might have uh, maybe a few thousand dirhams on a credit card that you just haven't seemed to be able to um, pay off. So, could you make that a priority for 2023? Could you set yourself a main priority for the year? And then you're really getting ahead. So, that, that's the sort of process that I would do. Um, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions and say, I want to save more money. Uh, but then they don't look back. They also, I think, the key is to simultaneously look back at 2022 in order to inform yourself of 2023. Because there's some things that might have gone well as well. So have a look. Okay, I did really well in a couple of months. I saved loads of money. I had great months. What were you doing in those months that you could replicate more going forward into 2023? That would also be something that you could do to
0: set yourself up at this time of year great advice but there's also a lot of talk about a looming recession now that central banks are tightening their policies and raising interest rates to rein in inflation. Do you have any advice on how to recession proof your budget or savings plans?
1: Yeah uh, there's a lot there's been a lot of talk about inflation and recession a lot of people quite worried about their finances um, and there has been a lot of changes in prices and costs going up. so obviously that causes a bit of anxiety in a lot of people. So the first thing I would do when you say recession proof your budget and savings plan is I would actually look at your budget categories. If you are following a budget right now or if you're going to make one moving forward into 2023, um, I would really raise those categories to reflect inflation. So what I mean by that is if you keep your categories the same, um, let's say you were spending, I don't know, 700 dirhams a, a week on groceries. And you're really finding that difficult and you keep going over it. And now you're spending 800 900 It's not because you are overspending. It might well be because of inflation and the rising costs of things. So it's OK to increase your budget categories to reflect inflation. And I would say, actually, it's, I would encourage people to do that. Because if you don't, then you're kind of setting yourself up to fail in a way. So do increase your budget categories to reflect that. Um, and if you do need to reduce your savings temporarily while you while it evens out, then better that than actually end up overspending and go into debt, you know, accidentally. So I'd say first of all adjust your budget accordingly. Um, second of all, I would say give yourself some grace because times have been difficult. We have had to go through um, a lot with inflation and recession off the back of um, the COVID. Um, and then I would say also check in on any debts that you are carrying. So it could be a mortgage, loans, credit cards, and see if you can fix an interest rate. See if you can call a provider and if there's any way you can negotiate a deal. Um, there's a lot of times when you can, especially if you see interest rates um, going up. And I would say make it priority to pay off high interest debt such as credit cards and loans um, if you haven't already, because that will be affected by uh, increasing interest rates. And then I would say also, as you are adjusting your budget, you know, there is only so much that you can cut back. Um, and I would look also at the income side of the equation and, and have a think now over this festive period. Is there any time that you, is there any way you can upskill yourself, invest in yourself? Um, could you work towards a promotion at work? Could you invest in a course or a training program that could really give you some? skills that are well paid that you could perhaps do as start as a site or sort of a part-time job and you could actually find maybe it would bring in income, you could help combat inflation that way, you could raise your raise your income to meet inflation, and you could also be end up doing something that you um, really enjoy.
0: I definitely agree with that. Um, but just rewinding a little bit, you mentioned new year resolutions from personal experience, I know they are notoriously hard to stick to. How can listeners who may struggle with this stay motivated to save next year?
1: A few things I would say, I would say when you're making goals or New Year's resolutions, what you've got to do is you've got to make a goal that's so important to you that it's, you want that result more than you want the current lifestyle or the the current habit that you're trying to break. So for example, if it is overspending, you need to, I think you need to spend some time picturing what it would be like to have accomplished that goal. So let's say you've got some debt and you want to pay the debt off as an example. Picture your life, visualize your life being debt free without that credit card hanging over you. And imagine having the flexibility to, for example, quit your job that you don't really like or work part time or retrain to do something that you love because you don't have that debt hanging over you, you would have the flexibility to do that and visualize what that would feel like without having those um, interest payments every month, for example. So really do that as well. And then I think that it's also useful to create a goal that's got that's a what I call a SMART goal. Um so have some kind of number or measurement against it. So for example, saying I want to save money. It's very general, and it could be if you save 10 dirhams, you have accomplished that goal. Whereas if you say, I want to pay off 5,000 dirhams of debt by May, then you have a clear timeline. You have some way of measuring whether you've achieved that goal in terms of saying, "Okay, by May, have I done that? And then I would say put in some actual actionable uh, things and processes that you can do to achieve that. What are you going to do to actually do it? You might say, "I want to save five thousand dirhams a month." Well, okay. What are you going to do to do it? You're going to cut back. Are you going to get an extra job, that sort of thing. And then I did mention habits as well. It's important to establish the habits that are going to meet that goal that you want to achieve. So if your if your problem, your obstacle that's getting in the way is is overspending on amazon then try and create a space between your impulse and your action so something you could do is set a rule where you can put things in your amazon cart but they've got to stay there for whatever time frame that you set for yourself it could be 24 hours it could be 24 days before you actually are sort of allowing yourself to make the purchase and if you do that that space between impulse and action can actually Cause you to say, well, actually, do I really need this? Finally, I think joining a community of like minded people is really useful. So it's really hard to achieve a goal if you're on your own. But I think if you have a community of people, and it doesn't have to be in person, it could be online. You know, you join some kind of follow some people on Instagram or Facebook, join a community where you can actually. With like-minded people, you can stay motivated to stick to your plan and your goal because everybody's in it together. So I think that that's something that could really help you to achieve your goal. And I think about those things as you're sort of setting your New Year's resolutions.
0: Absolutely, and by joining those online communities as well, you'll probably you know discover new ideas on how to continue being motivated and find other ways to to save money too. Absolutely. So. Interest rates are on the rise, which is bad if you want to borrow, but it's actually good for savers. So the cash rate is at its highest level in years. Would you say it's better to keep cash in the bank or continue investing as you normally do? Or should only your emergency fund, for example, be in, you know, be kept as cash in the bank?
1: If you can, it is the perfect time to, to keep investing because the a lot of the time the markets have, are down. And so it's a good time to um, buy into your um, funds because you'll get them at a cheaper price, your stocks and your funds. So if you can um, to afford to spare some money every month, carrying on investing is a really smart move, especially if you've got a long term mindset Um, because if you're buying low then if you just wait it out you will see hopefully some good returns in the future and keeping too much cash in the bank right now as you were saying isn't the optimal use of your money because of the high rate of inflation so the rising cost of goods and services and the decreasing value of your money in real terms means that every day that your money's in the bank just in cash it's sort of losing its value having said that if you do have sort of short term goals short to medium term, maybe one year to five years, for example, if you're saving for a house, it would be wise to keep it in cash in a bank because there are, there's a lot of volatility in the markets at the moment. And that's probably set to continue. I can't predict the future, uh, but it's set to continue. So it's probably not wise to keep money that you need in the next few years um, in in the markets invested. I think that people are seeing an increase in interest rates in cash savings accounts with the in line with the rising interest rates, but it isn't quite as good as it first looks. Um, Actually, in real terms, you might have been better off when the interest rates of savings accounts were sort of 0.2, 0.5 percent, because even if you're getting a a return of 2.5% or even up to 4% in a savings account, when you compare that to the rate of inflation, your money is unfortunately still losing value. So any money that you don't need, you know, in the medium term, I would say is a good strategy to invest it in low fee diversified funds as your best strategy. Sure, the emergency fund, I would say, keep it still in um, some sort of high interest savings account as as high of an interest return that you can that you can find. Obviously you may have to increase your emergency fund in line with inflation. So you might just have to review that emergency fund now. If you've decided to keep for example three months or six months of expenses, that may well have increased. So you might have to pause your investments for a short term to increase that emergency fund. But again, if you invest your emergency fund it may well be that you are forced to sell at a loss if you need it. The point of the emergency fund is obviously that it's there, ready to support you if something crops up that you weren't expecting and planning for. And that really is a useful account to have because that prevents you from getting into debt. And it also prevents you from selling your investments at a loss, so actually losing money um, in the market, which is what we're not looking at. But then again, I always say you've got to be able to be at peace and you've got to be able to sleep well at night. So if at this time you feel better having cash in the bank and you're able to find more peace with that and sleep better at night, then do it. Increase your emergency fund to a year if you need to, because that's the most important thing. Your well-being is more important um, than rates of inflation. So I would say that, but it's it's a tricky one for sure. Um, and if you can, if you are you know, fortunate enough to be in the position where you have some disposable income to invest, um, I would say it's a great time to do so. What about
0: some saving strategies to help help us continue on, you know, the savings journey for the next 12 months? Is there anything a little bit different, you know, that we should be thinking about something outside of the box?
1: In terms of saving strategies, before you, you actually look at particular saving strategies, I always say frame it or underpin it with sort of three rules, if you like. These are the only three rules that I sort of live by when I am trying to save or embarking on a savings goal. They are game. try to gamify it or make it fun. So what I mean by that is try to change your mindset and switch from oh well now January's coming I have to save my income I can't have fun anymore you have to try to switch that around if you want to sustain the saving and actually still live a fulfilled life so try to find a challenge or even track your progress um, on a sort of sheet like you can colour in I've got Quite a few free savings challenges on my website that you can download and you can just colour in your progress and you can just try and make it as fun as possible. So that would be my first sort of rule is try and make it as enjoyable as possible. Uh, my second one, similarly to that, is starting from a place of gratitude. So again, that mind. there's a couple of mindsets that people can go into saving money with the first one is fear so I'm really scared I really need to restrict myself because I'm scared of inflation or I'm scared of um, getting into debt or whatever it might be and if you come from a mindset of restriction and fear then you are probably not going to sustain it because what you're going to do is it's all going to build up and your resentment might build up and then you'll end up on a spending spree or something like that may ha- is more likely to happen if you come from that mindset. Whereas if you approach it from a place of, I'm so grateful for all the abundance I already have, then you're much more likely to be able to sustain that saving. And the final sort of rule that I that I encourage people to sort of engage with if they're thinking of saving is slow and steady wins every time. So a lot of people with New Year's resolutions, they make quite dramatic ones because they think I really have to make a difference to stay motivated. But actually, it's usually the opposite. If you if you're saving nothing or you're saving only 1% of your, your income, and then you try to increase it to 50% the very next month, you're going to struggle and be more likely to give up. On the other hand, if you try to increase it by 1% or, or 5% every single month, you're not likely to feel it quite as much. And then you're much more likely to actually sustain it and feel happy with what you're doing. So I would say with those New Year's resolutions, perhaps don't be quite so um, dramatic in trying to save so much at one time. Slow and steady um, is, is a good winner for saving, Give yourself some grace and forgive yourself. So if you have a month where you spend a lot of money, it doesn't mean you have to give up at all. It's we all do this. I do this quite regularly. I overspend and then I just pull it back the next month and get myself back on track.
0: I definitely agree on you know sort of being flexible and not being so hard on yourself because I know you know, for example, if you're setting new year resolutions or something and you know, for some reason, bizarre reason people put such importance on them and, you know, make it make you feel as though you're breaking, you know, some sort of sacred promise or whatever. But, you know, it's money and we have, you know, different expenses coming up, you know, kind of every month. And we have to be flexible to to kind of meet that um, as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would say, you know, add a buffer on to your emergency fund and to your sort of what I call the sinking fund so when you are saving for those expenses that are coming up each month it might be different things each month one month it might be school fees another month it might be medical and another month it might be your car service those sorts of things you know add a bit of buffer on so that you're not caught short in your budget absolutely flexibility is is really useful for sustaining this in in the long term really so, I think that that's really useful well, to prepare yourself, put the habits in place um, to write before you actually start. So, enable your success a little
0: bit more. Thank you this week to Alison Soltani of Leap Savvy Savers. If you would like advice on your personal finance issues, you can write to me at pf at the national.ae. And remember, PF stands for personal finance. Please do subscribe to Pocketful of Dirhams on your podcasting app to receive updates and also leave us a review so we know what you think. The Pocketful of Dirhams podcast team would like to wish all of our listeners a happy new year. May 2023 be the year you discover your financial freedom. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison, Thomas Smith and Dua Farid. And I've been your host, Felicity Glover.